0: i Mike Gibson coming to you live from ACC 2018 in Orlando and I'm joined by Dr. Greg Schwartz. Welcome, Greg. Probably the highlight, at least for me here, of the meeting has been the Odyssey study and the results. Uh, always exciting when we have another therapy that can improve outcomes. Uh, even, uh, you know, I think personally an uh, important reduction uh, and we'll talk more in detail about some of the survival findings set the stage for us. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about the design of Odyssey and also importantly make distinctions between Odyssey and Fourier in terms of the population. This was a higher risk population followed for longer uh, LDLs in some instances were a little higher. Provide a little context of how this shifted or
1: pivoted from Fourier. Sure, thanks Mike. It's good to be here with you. Um, I I think the Odyssey trial put in context um, is well named because we have been on an odyssey to try to find approaches that reduce the risk in our post-ACS patients who, despite an abundance of good evidence-based interventions, still face uh, an unacceptably high risk of recurrent ischemic events. We know some of that is related to elevated levels of atherogenic lipoproteins. We know that statins, by lowering those lipoproteins, can reduce the risk. We learned from Improve It that a further reduction in LDL cholesterol with a relatively weak agent, azetamide, um, caused a modest additional reduction in events. So this was a very important uh, proof of concept above and beyond statins. And then in this and trial, we. Just to interrupt, I mean, how many per- what percent of people in the study were on high dose statins? In this study, we really achieved, I think, a gold standard for the use of intensive statin therapy. Uh, 89% of the patients who entered this study were on uh, the highest two doses of atorvastatin or rosuvastatin. Right, so this is important. It's on top of uh, this. So we tried to leverage the the much more um, potent LDL cholesterol lowering effects of PCSK9 inhibitors um, using this paradigm that was established in the IMPROVE trial, and also the, um, the, the, the Sentinel trial with these, um, with, with these agents, which was Fourier, as you, mm-hmm. uh, as you indicated. Um, we chose a homogeneous population of patients with recent ACS to study in the Odyssey Outcomes trial, so that's one distinction from the kind of polyvascular chronic atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease And when you say recent, how recent is recent? Patients entered Odyssey outcomes between one and 12 months after an ACS with a median time of 2.6 months. And so they had to qualify on that basis, an index ACS event, and levels of LDL cholesterol that were at least 70 milligrams per deciliter despite best shot on goal with Um, intensive statin therapy or the maximum amount that was tolerated. Mm -hmm.
0: And a lot of people are talking about the uh, LDL above 100
1: group. What percent of people were in that group? So the trial enrolled a total of nearly 19,000 patients of whom approximately 5,600 or about um, 30% were in this range of 100 or greater at entry, mm-hmm. and that was the subgroup where we saw the greatest benefit mm-hmm. of treatment with alirocumab compared with placebo.
0: And how does that compare
1: with Fourier on entry? So in, in Fourier, the median entry LDL cholesterol level was 92 milligrams per deciliter. We were about five milligrams per deciliter lower Lower. in Odyssey, Mm -hmm. um, in part, I believe, because we had a greater utilization of high-intensity statin therapy, Mm -hmm. 89% in our trial, Mm -hmm. 69% in Fourier, so that would account for most of that difference. Um, And so from that somewhat lower starting level, we showed a 15% reduction in a composite mace primary outcome and um, also 15% fewer deaths in the aliracumab arm compared with the placebo arm. But I have to qualify that because all-cause death was one of seven principal secondary outcome measures that we assessed. We assessed them in a hierarchical sequence, Mm -hmm. and numbers one through four were various composites. They were all highly significant. Five and six were coronary heart disease death and cardiovascular death, Mm -hmm. which did not reach statistical significance. But what were the
0: numbers like? I mean, were they trending in the correct direction? Yes.
1: All the hazard ratios line up uh, Mm -hmm. very much much aligned. Um, But I think to be absolutely um, uh, fair about the the conclusions, we did have a p-value of .026 for all-cause death, favoring aliracumab but we have to call that a nominal p-value because in the pre-specified hierarchical analysis, the two preceding assessments did not reach statistical significance. But having adjudicated many, many, many thousands and
0: thousands of events over the past 30 years, you know, the example I always give is someone's found dead with the remote control in their hand in the Lazy Boy recliner, what is that, you know, what kind of death is that? It's very hard to assign Um, cardiovascular death, non cardiovascular death. I mean the classic example is someone who comes in with a pneumonia, gets you know, gets hypotensive, has an MI, has a stroke, uh, then has a cardiac arrest. I mean has so many different things happen to them and it's very hard to know whether it was non-cardiac or cardiac death. We do know that they're dead.
1: That's the one thing we're certain of. And that's an outcome obviously that is most important to right. our patients and to to physicians, mm-hmm. um, you know we 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 have a lot of quote unquote hard endpoint events that are that are more biomarker driven than patient centered. Sure. Um, and um, it you know it's un, indisputable that all cause mor- mortality is the ultimate endpoint sure. event that's of importance to everyone.
0: Duration of follow up, uh, a difference between this study and Fourier. Um, mm-hmm you guys went,
1: was it a median of 2.8 years? How does that compare with Fourier? Um, Fourier was about 2.2 years. Mm -hmm. So at face value, um, that difference of about a half a year might not seem like much. But we designed this trial in in a way that's somewhat different from the usual cardiovascular outcomes trial, in that we specified that two conditions had to be met before the trial came to a conclusion. The first condition was the standard number of required primary endpoint events. Um, but the second condition for both safety and efficacy purposes was that all, pa- all evaluable patients had to be followed for a minimum of two years after enrollment. And the trial could not end until both of the time and the event right. criterion was uh, fulfilled. Right. And um, I, think, I think this was a good aspect of the trial design. Um, atherosclerosis changes on its time frame, not our time frame, right. and we have to allow enough time for these processes to be modified. And I think um, going longer is a, is, a, is a big distinction from Fourier. So we had eight, over 8,000 patients in this 19,000 patient trial who were um, enrolled three years or earlier from the trial end date and therefore we're eligible for at least three years of follow-up. So that gave us more time to see how this intervention actually works.
0: Have you guys looked back to see what would have happened if you'd enrolled for followed people for a median of 2.2 years, cut it off early uh, just to see what would have happened? Any modeling there?
1: We haven't done that modeling yet. It's a very Mm -hmm. good very good suggestion, Mike. Um, I will say that we only unblinded this trial about... You've been um, a little busy in the past two uh, weeks. Yeah, about yeah. two weeks ago. So yes. there are a lot of things we want to do I and understand. haven't had a chance to do yet. I um, But your suggestion is a yeah. great one and we certainly will do that. Now a lot of people are talking about the benefits
0: in the over 100 versus under 100 LDL yes. groups. Um, just to be clear again, formally, statistically, the p-value for interaction was 0.12, negative... 0.09. 0.09, okay. So, uh, on the Mm costs, so pragmatically, clinically, is this going to be more of a drug for those with an LDL above 100 or is it for everybody?
1: That's a great question. I think um, you know, if this drug were as inexpensive as aspirin, I think that we would probably say, here's the big circle we drew around our population, the trial was positive, everyone in that circle should be treated um, because there were no safety you know, right. it wasn't a balance between efficacy, efficacy and safety. We saw really no safety issues. No neurocognitive problems. No, no diabetes. Nothing except injection site reactions. So it's really a cost issue that's driving mm-hmm. um, whether a large broad population or a smaller segment of that population should be treated. Um, that said, in the patients who came into the trial with an LDL cholesterol of at least 100, the numbers needed to treat to prevent MACE were. Um, 60, and uh, to prevent, to I'm sorry, to prevent MACE was uh, 29, right? and to prevent death was about 60. So um, those are fairly robust NNTs in that subset of the population, um, 29 for MACE and about 60 for, for, for all-cause death. Uh, so I think there you can make a pretty cogent argument that there's a, a decent value proposition for those patients. Yeah. Just to kind of do the numbers on the fly, let's say 30 people
0: would have to be treated to prevent a mace, Mm -hmm. and say if the drug is priced in a nicer range of 4.4, or icer range of 4.4k to 8.8k, say you pick 5k, Thirty people times five k is about one hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars for that one year. Mm-hmm. Obviously treated for two point eight, but that falls in line with where hemodialysis is these days. And I looked up some of the data, and there's quite a range on what the cost per year of life saved is for hemodialysis. Yes. It depends on the risk of the patients, and right. can go up to four hundred eighty k as low mm-hmm. as sixty five k. So there are
1: ranges of cost sure. effectiveness. I would also say in that context, Mike, we have not done any formal sure. health economic analysis of this trial, but the average age of the patients who came into this trial was only 58. Wow. So if you prevent death in those patients, you're probably right getting a lot of additional, you may be getting a lot of additional Yeah, years that's
0: interesting because that's younger than a lot of other trials, so yes. when you do a cost per year of life saved, if you save that life, if that person's 58 and they were going to go live 25 more years to right. the age of 83, you amortize that cost
1: over those 25 years. Yes, absolutely. So I mean, these these are the details that will have to be, to be worked, worked out down. in a in a formal, rigorous uh, health economic analysis, which will be done. Um, but in the yeah. last two weeks, we haven't you had a chance to do it yet. So. But
0: also exciting to hear in the news yesterday that. Um, the sponsor will be lowering the price to be consistent with what ICER recommended depending upon Mm -hmm. the risk of the patient $4,400 a year up to $8,800 a year down from $12,000 so uh, that could make a much more compelling uh, argument with payers.
1: Sure, Uh, you know I, I I see myself as having two hats, a trialist's hat and a practicing cardiologist's hat, not so much a health economist but I will say, as a practicing cardiologist, that you know what we all want to find are, are interventions that provide meaningful additional benefit to our patients. And I think that that this intervention does. I think we knew that already, to some extent, from Fourier. Um, and that was really a landmark in, in the field. Um, here, we've really, I think, established it more conclusively because of the mortality benefit that we that we see and um, you know it's very gratifying to be able to kind of make a tangible step forward uh, to help improve outcomes in these very high-risk patients.
0: Great. Greg, congratulations to you and everybody uh, in the Odyssey trial. Thanks for joining us and uh, thanks to all of you for joining us here live from ACC 2018.